Thanks to the folks at Racetech for making this podcast happen. Racetech.com for more information. Vintage bikes, modern bikes, dirt dirt bikes, street bikes. Whether it's uh, motor mods, whether it's suspension mods, Racetech will have you covered. And when you call there, mention Pulpamex to get a discount. So get your oil change in your suspension. Get new bushing seals. Get the right spring rate for your weight and or speed. Get motor work done. Uh, Nuclear Blast Yamaha guys, uh, Chris Blos, Jerry Robin, many, many riders over the years have used Racetech. And you can save with that same work using the code PULPMX. So please, give your bike some love, and it'll love you back. Racetech.com. A PULPMX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,700 podcasts delivered with over 17 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. High Point Review. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis. I'll have the two Jasons on the line here to uh, talk about High Point. But, yeah, for now, uh, go to your local dealer. Go to your e-tailer, like motorsport.com. Ask them for Fly Racing. Uh, you'll get the same kind of gear that Jalik Swole just won in. Yeah, Jalik Swole, Fly Racing. And also, uh, RJ Hampshire uh, had a moto win taken away, but he was wearing Fly Racing. So uh, please check that out uh, when it looks some Savachi and Bogle and Zach Osborne. Many racers wearing Fly Racing, and from the Formula Helmet to the boot to the Zone Pro goggle to the light pant, it's all there, and uh, motorsport.com will help you um, get a deal on it. If you want to click on the motorsport banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com, you can uh, go and see the latest and greatest deals that we have with our with our partners on uh, on motorsport.com. So please go through the banner, help us out a little bit. Thank you to those companies. Thank you to Rentall as well, the undisputed glo- leader in global uh, manufacturing design since 1969. Rentall has become notorious for a relentless obsession of detail and quality through the commitment produced the finest products on the market today. Uh, when you look at Tomac, who just won the moto, you look at Kent Roxon, who had the red plate. You look at AC, Cooper Webb, Marvin Muscan, uh, Red Bull, or Rent, Red Bull. Uh, they ride the Red Bull KTM. Rental uh, can dial you in grips, sprockets, chains, bars. Rental.com for more information. I want to thank the folks at Max's too. The summer of Rod Bell almost started at High Point, and uh, it didn't, but it almost did. Uh, using Max's tires, MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by uh, A. Ray and Rod Bell and Jeremy Smith, Jordan Jarvis on the SGB Max's Kawasaki team. Whether it's a mountain bike tire, whether it's a dirt bike tire, whether it's a trailer, whether it's a light truck SUV, Max's will have you covered. I want to thank the folks at Motorsport and, of course, Cobalinks as well. With me on the line to discuss High Point. First up, he's the voice of High Point. He's the voice of Motocross Series. It's Jason Wygan. What's up, Weege? Yeah. What's happening? I don't know if I'm the voice of High Point. I mean, really. I mean, 
Yeah, if sure. anyone was there this weekend, they wouldn't have heard me unless they were listening to Peacock on their phone. That would be more Megawatt and uh, Rob Bitus. All right, well, fantastic. I tried to give you a compliment, and you, you took it away. Yeah, um, Moto America now, voice of Moto America. Yeah, what's with the what's with the street bike racing lately? What's going on? Uh, like, uh, just, uh, just filled in twice, for, uh, and uh, I think that might be it. Actually, oh. I'm just supposed to fill in two races. I already did it, so we're mo- it was good times. But um, is this like when Todd Harris had to go to the boat races, and that Daniel Blair guy filled in? Like the regular guy had to go somewhere? Uh, kind of, except I did a much, 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 much better job. That's all. Yeah, So true. that's all. Right. That's all. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about this actually on my drive back. Do people have any idea that like during the Supercross broadcast, we're texting Daniel, and then during these broadcasts, Daniel's texting me, et cetera, et cetera, and we're like giving each other notes and criticizing and like people probably didn't even know that's going on. No, probably not. Uh, like literally during the show, we're texting Blair during Supergirls. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And, uh, and vice versa during the it's, summer. Yeah. And not all of it's a very, like, positive, uplifting text either. So, um, No, no, you can get in each other's heads, there's no doubt. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Also, uh, here from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Uh, happy Father's Day to myself and, uh, and this man, uh, who have nothing to celebrate on this day. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not much. Nice weekend at home. Uh, my birthday was uh, Saturday, so we got to watch some racing, and yeah, can't and, complain too much. And you want to speak about texting, JT. You, uh, you're quite a texter on these broadcasts. Quite a texter. Well, when you're at home watching the race at home, what do you expect? <laughs> Weege, does it ever it's bug you? the same thread with uh, Daniel. Does it ever, Weege, does it ever just bug you? Does it ever just... Uh, I don't know how to solve these problems, and I, I honestly think a lot of them are it just is what it is. I, I am going to try to get to the bottom of something. Okay. I'm going to do this for you fans. Um, I get a lot of the, and I know this drives you nuts, JT, some of our other buddies, mm-hmm. you know, show the guys when they're on a hot lap, right, in uh, practice. That's, that's, that's one of them that bugs you, correct? Uh, not so much that. I, I okay. don't love all of the prepackaged stuff. I want to see. I want to see we guys know. riding. Yeah. Well, that. I mean, if that's your point as far as showing guys in a hot lap instead of showing a prepackaged thing that I don't care about, then yes. No, I meant more the don't show me Chase Sexton cruising around in second gear standing up. I want to see dudes hammering. Their, yeah, their, their that, hot lap. But that's not. I don't think that's always intentional, right? Because I don't a lot think, of that's yeah. Well, it's yeah, never that intentional. Stuff in the moment. Well, right. that stuff happens in the moment. Like you yeah. go to a guy and all of a sudden he slows down. Then you got to find another guy that's happens to be going fast to switch to. Like some of that stuff is not avoidable, but I think going to a prepackaged content piece in the middle of people doing hot laps is avoidable. I'll give you that. Yes, I, I was going to try to solve the hot laps thing, but I think the answer I'm going to find out is there's no way to know. Like there's eight names to pick from. We'll shoot around the track, and all eight are cruising, and then someone else decides to start a burner lap. Like you can't. It's. I understand watching the show, everyone, that it seems so easy. Like, show me the guy who's going fast. But it's harder to know that than it seems. I know that sounds easy to know who's going fast, but when you're like, let's see what Roxon's doing. Oh, he's rolling around. Let's check on Tomei. He's rolling around. Let's check on Fernandez. Oh, he's rolling around. Meanwhile, you don't realize that halfway around the track, Savachi's putting in his burner lap, but you don't see it because you're checking 10 other guys. Does that make sense? Yeah, at, at, Supercross, yeah. at Supercross, this is easier because the spotter can constantly be watching the finish line to see who's ramping up for a, a, a heater. Yeah. At the, at the outdoors, it's much more difficult. If you have someone that is in the truck on the cameras, all you can see is what's on the cameras or all you can see is what's near you. Know, near you. So 
it's a much more challenging aspect, uh, I think, outdoors than Supercross to constantly have the guy that's going fast. I just think sometimes you're you're going to miss just what it yeah. is. Um, and, and I've had some people think that we, they keep the cameras on the rider we're talking about. No, it's not how it works. Yeah. Like, they just... They're, they're just going around, just, right? Yeah, and you guys are. Yeah, to pick we it do up. not have any control. Right. I'm not like I don't care if Roxon screws around in first gear. Keep the camera on them. I'm not, we're no, not doing that. We like to blame you for everything. But did you notice on our group text, uh, the only yes. man who shot you a good job, Weege, was me. Just for FYI. Just oh, I mean, you know, coming from you, I probably didn't think it was serious. So yeah, um, yeah that's true. You know who is a big fan of you, Weege? Every Saturday on ooh, another ooh. group text that we're in, Chris Betts. Oh, Betsy! Oh, absolutely oh, yeah. a Weech fan. Oh, God, heavily, heavily. Wow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, <sighs> honestly, I'm a little worried. If Betts likes it, that means I probably am a little too pro AC. So uh, maybe it's probably not even good. Maybe it's maybe probably not even good. Uh, he said he needed a a, a, a forearm a arm pump. He's getting arm pump. Talking, thinking about Adam's arm pump out there. Okay. Uh, halfway through the moto, so okay. Um, okay. But I uh, I didn't go to High Point either. Um, I intended to get up and watch the practice show. But I slept too late, and then I had to go for a mountain bike ride, so I missed all the practice show. But uh, Weege, what was this? Uh, what was this? Really nailing it in, aren't What you? was this aggression that you you displayed on the on your practice on your on your show? There was no aggression. I mean, what? Okay, the aggression. JT, there was no aggression. I, I just Weege show. We talked to privateers. I okay. don't know what. Okay. Oh, the oh so, the, the uh, some people are upset. I don't know what they're the upset about. Show, just, the yeah. the Weege show was. Uh, it was a Fine. heinous, a heinous act. No, Once what? again, it, yeah, it was no, deli- This was deliberate. This was uh, round two of things that cannot stand and will not stand. <laughs> what? It's true. It's truly unbelievable what? the uh, the <laughs> level that this has descend, and I say descended to on purpose. What? You, you have no one to blame but yourself, JT. You did. You did this. Hold on. You did this. This was a conscious, deliberate act at round one. It was not. Followed up by more evidence of the prior act at round three. The second payment in a series of installments oh, so what, what, was what, captured. What's at round going three. on, Weech? Steve, have you not seen this? Well, I saw, I saw the Paula one. I had to go back and saw the Paula one, but I didn't see the Look, high point I, one. Yeah. Unlike JT, I care about the privateers. JT has always been a factory guy. Yeah. He's always been his thing. Yeah. Jet yeah. sets, flying private jets and, and factory semis and factory motorcycles. He doesn't respect the privateer like I do. So you, you found uh, Mr. Olson, a privateer, again? Just by chance. Oh. He, he was racing for a GNCC team, mm-hmm. so you know me. Yeah. I mean, I just couldn't resist, and I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing here? Oh, interesting. And then Mr. Olson happened to be there riding for them over the weekend, and um, he, he wanted to give me some swag. Um, he had oh, a backpack wow. that was very heavy, stuffed with things. Um, oh, so this is this but, is uh this is now a uh, a payola scam going on. Well, has I been since day say, one. <laughs> I have to say, the backpack, for as full as it was, it wasn't very heavy. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was more like lightweight uh, paper products. It was not Fox. Anyway, the point is, uh, JT, you did this to yourself. How? How did I do this to myself? I was on the morning of the Paula National. I was minding my own business. I was enjoying uh, a nice uh, cup of coffee, just tuned in to the Peacock app to to watch some qualifying. And I am bombarded by this assault 
on my eyes of one of my friends uh, who I would, a person I would consider near and dear to my heart, a person I spend on the, uh, an hour on the phone with every week. Connor goes, goes straight for the jugular. And I, I was unsure how to respond. I'm still taken aback. Connor Olson had some paperwork that he wanted me to look over. That's what I do. I'm an editor. You know, he had some papers that he wanted me to look through. And uh, he brought them in a in a backpack. I don't okay. know what. All right. Well, yeah. I hope this continues. I mean, I just interview privateers. Right. Steve is a privateer podcast. I put privateers on the weed show. JT does not care about privateers. All he does is get angry with them when he lets his fantasy team down. That's all he does. Mm-hmm. He doesn't respect privateers like I wow. do. I love privateers like As we all know, the only thing Weege respects is the mighty greenback. We'll have to uh, keep this going for round four. I, I would like to keep yeah. it going. Yeah. That would be that would be great if we could keep this going. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I got to check it out. Now I got to watch it. Now I got to watch this again. I, I hate watching these dumb shows of yours, but I'm going to have to – the walk and talk shows and all that. I'll have... there, there's, I don't know what JT's even okay. talking about. All right. I'm just right. interviewing privateers. Yeah. Just... Okay. Well – like, yeah, I had some paperwork. God bless you, Weech. God bless you. Thank you. Yes, God's work. Yep. Editing files for privateers. Yep. That's what the, these guys deserve. The broadcast, the broadcast and the qualifying and, and everything has descended into paper play. Right. That's where we're at. Okay. All right. Well, certainly. Is there a Lick Kid Award at this round or anything that I can <laughs> shout out to or anything or no? Listen, you, you canned the word of the day, and, and I'm not happy about that. So we're not giving you a Lick Kid Award. Weech is going to be on Tony Romo's pay rate by the end of the series yeah well he's already on a, one rider already you know the rumors of the one rider paying him for decades has been oh. going on so well well that rider's number one fan does approve of the announcement yeah he so. does he does <laughs> um hey before we get too far into this racer x magazine please subscribe to it or they're gonna fire me and you'll never hear these podcasts i'd appreciate it use the code racer x online forward slash pulp and uh, subscribe uh, right now. Uh, subscriber renew today to get a free pair of Racer X undies by Ethica, a fifty-six dollar value for just thirty bucks. Uh, new issues got uh, Ryan Villapoto in it. It's got all things end badly that Davy Coombs wrote. Uh, six time uh, adventure, uh, six time as an adventure tour company, and uh, Davy went there to take it, uh, take the tour with Jeff six time. So, uh, Stanton. So uh, yeah, please, you'll find things in the magazine that you will never, ever, ever ever read online right Weech? well you can read them online if you subscribe ah yeah true so if you're like hey man i have my phone in my pocket and um, i'm putting my kids to bed and it's pitch black dark in this room and i can't read a magazine but i could read my phone you can read it on your phone but you must subscribe all right so that's that's technology please do it we've upgraded please do it i'm working on yep. a uh, real cool feature for the magazine I'd, I'd really appreciate you guys if you just went ahead and subscribed all right it's true um it's true okay um High point. Well, I've been telling you guys to not count Eli Tomac out. I've been telling you over and over, and and finally, uh, you guys don't really listen. But no, um, I, you know it's crazy how people overreact, right? Yeah, like, just, just he has two bad races, and people are like, "Oh, panic button." Well, to be fair, I was one of those guys, of course. Uh, um, and um, his six in the first moto didn't exactly inspire confidence. As you don't AP think just went five minutes out of an hour last week, just shitting on Eli Tomac. <laughs> Listen, hey, I we I stand by it. He deserves the panic button. He deserved every bit of it. Let's be honest here, okay? That moto was vintage Eli Tomac. Phenomenal. It was amazing, yeah. right? And I will go on record as saying when he's on, when he's on that level, the 
the lap that he passed AC, there are not many people on earth, if any, that can do that. Okay? Careful, careful. I said not many. Okay, good, good. But that level, even if it was for a lap, is is very rare. That, that's mm-hmm. not something we've seen very often. You can go back to him running down Muscan at Millville a couple years ago. We, we've seen it, right? It, it, it's, it comes out and you're just like, where did that come from and how does anyone ever bottle that? But up to that point, I think it was all deserved. And if you look at the results and the points, he's 54 points down even after that moto win. So realistically, I think all of our assessments, all of the questions have been justified. And one moto, yes, it was amazing, but it doesn't undo all of the damage he did in the five motos before that. So, well, I think for me, the real question is how does he answer this, right? That, of that, course. That, but, that's, right. You know. But big, big picture, he's still 54 points down. So I think the panic button on the championship is still valid. There was something else, Weege. That was a hell of a ride. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> uh, that second moto is is an all-time classic. We said how good the 450 motos were, even at Lakewood also. But it boggles my mind. We'll get into the Ferrandis-Roxon-AC battle that was just unbelievable. But also think of how hard those three are going. And they are not gaining any. Eli's just cruising. Yeah, he was two seconds off faster than those guys going at that point. Just holding them back there, no problem, while they're riding their balls off. To pass each other, yeah. I, I, I mean, I could talk about this for a long time or a short time. I don't know which one you prefer. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a great ride. It was an amazing ride. Um, and, and you know, again, what happened in Moto One, right? Like, who knows? Eli Tomac head case question mark. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty amazing to see that for sure. Uh, I'll tell you what's even crazier. In the press conference, he even said, you know, he he maybe could blame round one on the bike because they had tried a lot of different things. Uh huh. You know, and then he did, as he said, go back to the old stuff at Colorado, and it wasn't any better. And he said, what I had today was the same as Colorado. And obviously, what he had in Moto 2 was the same as what he had in Moto 1. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what? Yeah. Like, how could that be? Uh, amazing. It's amazing. He, he, he wasn't really anything special in Moto 1. He kind of he got passed by AP. He might have passed a couple of guys, but he kind of just basically stayed where he started. So maybe... You know, maybe he needs a start. Maybe uh, some open air. But he no. got a pretty good start at Thunder Valley, and this start In, wasn't. He didn't. He didn't hole shot this no, this no. race. You know, so I don't. I don't personally think it was the start because he has had opportunities. It's not like he started twentieth and like, well, you know, if you start twentieth, you're not going to move up. He's been in. He's been well inside the top ten a few times. Oh yeah, yeah, he's been inside the top ten. But this one looked like he was about third. But yeah, yeah. I, to me. There's something there's something going on. Uh, you know, I think part of it's mental. I think part of it is is him being comfortable with you know whatever settings he's moving around with. I'm sure they're trying lots of things, trying to figure this out, which they should be. But you can see it. I mean, you can visually see the difference in him. Uh, it's an aggression level. It's a confidence level in his own riding that is either there or it's not there. And the difference is, I don't know, two or three seconds a lap, you know, wow. easily. You look at Thunder Valley, he gets dropped by a minute, maybe more. And he doesn't look like he can do anything about it whatsoever. He can't even stay with Marvin, who's not having a good season either. And then this weekend, he is back on his 2017, 2018, 2019 level in the second moto. So 
I don't think that it's possible to explain it. I really don't. I don't think there's some magic setting they happen to run into in between motos. I think it's I think it's mental. I really do. I think it's all upstairs with him. Well, if you're star racing and you know he's riding there next year, you're like, okay, he's got it in him. Okay, he just needs to be happier or or whatever, and he's got this in him, and he'll be happier over here. You know, so huge sigh of relief for the Blue Crew guys to see that. Um, but I mean, you know, I I still don't think. Weege, I don't think this is a, a precursor to him running off a bunch of wins. I just don't. It, it's definitely too early to say that for sure. Because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, JT. It, it, we cannot take back what we really said, all jokes aside, last week. It was not good last week. No, I, it's think still, it's, yeah. I think it's all deserved. I really yeah. do. Yeah, it's, we do kind of what, what I always tell everybody to do. It's kind of like when someone rides bad, we say they ride bad, and someone rides good, we say they ride good. That's kind of what our job is, to just say what happens. Yeah. Um, and I still wonder, you know, that this has been my take for a while. I, I feel like as the dudes get closer to the end of their peak days, I always say the first thing to go is not the top speed. It's the having that every time. When these guys are younger, it's like the track could not be their deal. The bike might not be great that day. They don't even know. They just send it. And, you know, it was a different scene. We used to say that, like, Chad and Stu at one point, no matter what, they could literally check themselves out of the hospital and get third no matter what. Yeah. But then the later years, they become guys that can still win a race or two when it all falls into place, but they do not have that 17 weekends in a row. It just has to click. So I'm still not convinced that we're not starting to see that, where Eli's still a guy that on the right night or right day can still be unbelievable, can still be just as good as he used to be, but he's just not going to be like that in every single race. Or in Eli's case, he probably was like that, what, 21 out of 24 motos in his title years? Yeah. yeah I, I think that's fair. I, I would agree. With, well, yeah. I would agree with you, except he didn't go like 3-1 on the day or 2-1. Like, he was still badly off in the first moto. You know, like AP, yeah. AP just went right around him. So we went from, in an hour, in yeah. one hour, he went from, you know, a changed man. So like, if that's, why I think, that's, that's why I think it's mental. I, I really think it's it's whatever and, and this is not, you know, these weird races or weird starts of series. This isn't it's not like we've never seen this from him before. You know, it was certainly less often. You go back to I mean, we've talked about this for years, right? Yeah. Just the weird races where you're like you just shrug your shoulders and like, I don't know what the hell he's doing out there. But this year and and Supercross and Outdoors, it's been really common. Uh, where you're just kind of like watching him and you don't you don't really know what to make of it. There doesn't seem to be any real explanation, a logical explanation anyway. But yeah, then but, you watch him in the second moto and you're like, oh, yeah, there he is. You but, know, like, but, so, the, but those races, JT, where we shook our head at him, they were like really bad, like going backwards, fading bad yeah. or whatever. What we saw recently. So no, but what we saw recently is more just he's average. He's, I know, but like, he was going backwards. He was really bad. The, the second moto at Thunder Valley when yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvin, that, Marvin that's puts the one, but generally, on him but generally, generally all Supercross, and generally through the first four motos, he's just been like average, right? Just, but, just right. But, I, but so I, I mean, with, my, with with some terrible ones. Whereas before, I think the lows were worse because you were like, he just went from second to twelfth in a Supercross. Right. But what I'm saying whatever. is, we just point is that as you get older, those are going to be more common. Whatever your your bad days are are going to show up more often, and it's and your 
phenomenal days where you just dominate all the time are going to be less often. And I, I kind of, I think we just onto something there because he showed that he still has it, but he's shown a lot of average riding, which you have said, but he's also shown some really poor motos in there as well, because like Paula motos, would he go nine, eight, something like that. They weren't horrible. No, those were the average ones. They like weren't just, good. He started right? where he finished. He yeah. finished where he started. Correct. Yeah. The second moto at Thunder Valley was, in my yeah, my mind, awful. Uh, he really rode poorly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I have the answers here, but yeah. I think if you look over the course of his career, he's always had rides where you just you don't know even know what you're looking at. Wow. And I think I think that's mental. I think it's always been mental. Where, because I don't think you can be, I don't think your setting is going to make you four or five seconds slower a lap than what you normally would be just in between motos. Like, just in between motos, you shouldn't be that much slower or faster. There, you know, you're not going to, in my opinion, you're not going to change the bike that much. Everything I've been around is not, you're not incapable of riding the track. You're not going to be that far off on a setting to where you just dominate a moto or you're really nowhere near capable of running with the Well, his settings were the same this week as they were last week, as he yeah, as we mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. So, so there's, no, there's no like, settings yeah. changes, right? Clicks, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's mental. But, I, I think it's just mental with well, him, and I think it always has been. 6-1 on the day, man. Uh, and that, that second moto was great. But if you look at, like, do you remember Unadilla 2018, where he yeah. goes like 10-1? The first moto, he just got he got the whole shot, and then just started going back. Yeah, he sucked. Like, I mean, for, for lack of a better word, yeah. I understand. Don't don't yep. insert my riding into this. I'm saying us as spectators, analysts watching, for his capability, he sucked, right? And you don't know why. You can't figure it out. Doesn't make any sense. And then the second moto, an hour later, he goes out there and just smashes everybody. Like, yep. doesn't make any sense to me. It's all mental when he gets out of his own way and doesn't get inside his own head. He can be the best guy on the track, and he proves that more oftentimes. And, and I just don't know what to attribute that to. Like, okay, it's easy to say it's mental, but why? Like, what is actually going on? Is he just completely melting down psychologically in those moments? Like, maybe one day, 10 years from now, he'll open up about that stuff. Well, I think, I think we'll know more going forward from here. Like, this could be the switch that flipped, and he could be a top three guy the rest of the year. I don't think Certainly. so. I don't think Certainly so, but he could. Could be. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, I think this at least means we probably aren't. I think this means they've turned the corner on the Moto 2 Thunder Valley level rides, I think. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if I'm oh, ready we to can't go. Even say that. I maybe don't think right. I'm ready to even go there yet, but okay. yeah. But okay. maybe. Well, we have some good tracks for him upcoming. Yeah. Redbud is is iffy. I don't think it's, you know, even last summer, he wasn't great there. He was, he was average there. But uh, Southwick, great track for him. Yep. Millville, pretty good track for him. We've seen some legendary rides from him. So we'll see, right? He's going to have his opportunity if he wants to get back into this thing. Uh, Dylan Ferrandez, though, takes the red plate, 2-2 on the day. Uh, the first moto was great. He's the real deal, Weege. He was great. Yeah, uh, the words I keep using him is, like, he's dangerous. Like, he's yeah. going to be hard to contend he's with. He's not crafty. If... He's not crafty. No, it, it's it's just this is gritty, not crafty. Right. Um, but it, it, anyone else that wants to win the title, like it's going to be hard to beat this guy. I'm not saying that he's the overwhelming favorite, but he is just going to grind every moto, any track. It doesn't matter. And um, 
I think you could argue in the first moto, he might have only been the fourth or fifth fastest guy. But Kenny crashed and Chase crashed and uh, he ended up getting second. That's what happens when you just grind him down. You could probably argue that Kenny or even AC, maybe even both, were faster at times in Moto2. But the dude is just gritty. Um, so Yeah, and, and uh, he, he's not he yet, to finish like off, yet to finish off the podium in six motos. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was not the fastest guy. Like, to be the overall winner, sometimes you go 2 2 and you are fast and you just end up with the overall for math. I feel like it was a very fitting 2 2. He was never the fastest guy. But that's what Timmy did. Timmy was often the fastest guy, but went 2 2. Uh, yes, more Timmy. Yeah. Yes. Um, but this is a microcosm of how you could almost, to me, see the whole season going where you're like, man, Kenny might have had it or Sexton or AC or Tomac or, or Plessinger. And you're like, but. Freaking Ferrandis is just there that's, all that's the time. That's three motos this year that he has just wore dudes down. He has just grinded up from the back, you know, so-so start, yeah. and just yep. worn guys down with his lap times. Um, you know, three out of the six motos, and that that's hard to do in this class. So that's why. It almost I, reminds me a little bit. JT, what do you think of this? It almost reminds me a little bit of what Tomac was a couple years ago where it's like when you start seeing him lurking, oh, shoot. Ferrandis is only about a second back, and it's like 10 minutes to go. You're like, this is going to be a problem. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's similar to what we saw from Zacco last year. Mm-hmm. If, if, you let, if you let that guy, whoever it is, you know, as Tomac or Zacco or whoever, you let them stay there and you don't finish them early, you're going to be in big trouble with a few laps to go. That, that's the way it's shaping up. Uh, you, you really need to put a gap in them and take them out of the race in the beginning because in the end, they're, they're just going to be too strong. A- AC needed just a little more fitness or a little more uh, less arm pump. He would have went one one on the day. Great first the arm pump. The arm pump thing is real. I mean, it was literally the first thing he said when he took his helmet off. You know, if you could whip read, you could see it. Uh, he just said, "I had arm pump." Like it's the first thing he said when he took his helmet off. Yeah, maybe uh, uh, maybe one of Ashley Ashley Rainer's hot mic moments could have caught some more of that. We. <laughs> um, what like McAdoo or was there another one I'm not oh, aware of? Her mic was hot. The beginning of the broadcast, was, yeah. Twice, oh, two or three times. This. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was, yeah, it's funny. I get texts from people that see stuff or hear stuff that I don't even see or hear. She was talking. I think, she was setting up the interview with Adam while I had a hot mic on her, saying, oh, wow. I'll, ask you about yeah. that. I'll ask you about that when we, when we come back. Okay. The very, very beginning of the broadcast, too. I, and I think it's just that there's some got to be some sort of disconnect between the Peacock app and Mav TV and too many – Wines crossing broadcasts. Too right. many things are happening, I think, because it's it's pretty consistent that we're having these issues. Well, look for Adam to win Red Bud because he's gone three two in the last two, and uh, he won Red Bud last year, I think. One of them, um, Zacho won one, and uh, did Adam win the other one? Um, and yep. uh, yeah, so Adam's on the right track, anyways. One four on the day, and uh, yeah, arm pump was real for him for sure. But good, good to see him lead. Uh, Start to finish in Moto One, that's awesome. Was it the arm pump? Did you hear that, JT, or see him say that Moto One or Two? Moto One, yeah. The the Moto he won uh, when he yeah. when he kind of uh, he had like a little mid Moto lull there where they yeah. kind of reeled him in and then he sorted it out. Um, and we were we were talking to people that speak with him regularly, and they were you know it, it's still an ongoing thing, and you could almost see it, right? You could see him pump up a little bit. His his lap times dropped off a little bit, and he, whatever he did, he sorted it out, but. I just thought it was funny. The first thing, he takes his helmet off, and it, you can perfectly lip-read it, that he says, I had arm pump. <laughs> We'd all wish to have arm pump and still win a moto. Um, 
so good job for him. Ken Roxon, the second moto. I went back on the broadcast because it's impossible otherwise outside of watching the broadcast to know what position somebody's in. It's impossible. Um, okay. He was uh, 14th, first time on the screen. And in four laps, he was fourth. So 10 guys in four laps. It was insane, the yep. moves he was yeah. making. He, insane. Uh, it was it was Millville-esque, except he only got the fourth. Yep. <laughs> but it was pretty, the pretty impressive. He, the things he is capable of doing... And the moves he makes in the most unlikely of areas, I, it, you know, we get, I don't want to be victim of the moment here, but I don't know that I've seen stuff like that. Like maybe Stu, you know, Stu in his prime could do stuff like that to people. But when, when Kenny's feeling it and when he's in that zone, you know, I don't, I don't think Tomac really does it. Like Tomac has lots of things he does well, but he doesn't make passes like Kenny does through the pack taking lines that other people really are just trying to navigate through. He's exploiting them and just blows past people. It's, it's arguably his best trait, you know, and his whole repertoire is when, when he's down and out on the first lap and he's got to make it happen. He can, he, he yes. can just blow through people. Like not many people have ever done three, three on the day to go fourth overall. It's a tough, tough deal for Kenny, but, and he lost the red plate, but still, I think he rode really well. Weech. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, it's that's what makes this class so fun. I mean, one move here or there, he wins the overall, or he's fourth. That's how close this class is. Any of those guys could say they rode the best of anyone. Yeah. If you're Tomac, Adam, Ferrandis, Kenny, maybe even Sexton, you could leave there saying, I think I got these guys. Yeah, that was a great race. You're right, it was great. And you know what? The track didn't look like slot car, cr- oh, slot car crash boy. either. It, it seemed like Davey, Davey told me they were going to talk. He really liked what he heard from riders at Lakewood. And it seemed like they were going to maybe go in that direction. And I don't know. But I hold, wasn't hold there on. to talk to – hold on. I wasn't there to talk to people. But it did look a little more movable than other high points. But then again, other high points have always seen rain. So – or not many of them have anyways. What but do you don't think? We have to, don't we have to factor in the fact that we were expecting rain? Wow, so I was going to ask Weege. What did you hear, okay. Weege? Yeah, I I mean, that would be awesome if they just nailed it, but I, I thought the potential of rain was a, a huge factor in the way it was prepped. Did you guys end up battling over this or no? I missed it if we did. I was, I was already, because High Point has had so many mud races, I was already seeding the win to JT. So even though I got it, I can't even claim it. You can't even claim no, it. No, I'm, I, I'm so gun-shy with any, yeah. any of this. Uh, I have been beaten down so many times that, as soon as I see weather in the forecast, I just run into the corner of the room and start sucking my thumb because I, I just know I'm setting myself up for a, yet another well, loss. It didn't. It rained in the first 250 moto, but just a little bit. Yeah, it was never yeah. anything like yeah. like it was not significant. But dude, it's high point, and there was 90 percent chance on Saturday, and yeah. I was totally willing to hand the trophy over. And it did I, rain a little bit. I mean, it's not it like did. we didn't. We just uh, right. we got very lucky that it wasn't heavy for sure. Yeah, I think it affected Justin Cooper's ride. You know, I, I don't think he could see. Looked like he missed some ruts. He was scraping his, putting his uh, lens. Yeah, yeah. The, the goggles, you know. I'm sure, was an issue. Right. But uh, it should have been way worse. But, so, um, yeah, I don't know the so, track prep. Yeah, I so have track to prep. think yeah. that was a factor. Right. Um, but it was good. It looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys could go anywhere they wanted to. You know what? I, th- I thought the, the track prep was great. It, it really was. I mean, it was still ruddy. Like, let's not pretend that it wasn't ruddy. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the lots of ruts in the corners, which it's motocross. It's fine. But – you know, I've raced this race a ton. My first time ever riding there was 1995, uh, and I raced – that was amateur racing, and then I raced pro days there. You know, I, I used to live with Chad Sanner in the summers, and it was like, I don't know, 15 minutes down the road. 
So I've been to this track a lot. Um, and the thing I noticed that I liked about this prep was, you know, Mount Morris is, is their high point is famous for all the downhills and uphills and off cameras. Well, at the bottoms of all of those downhills on national day, there would just be like 12 ruts and you had to pick a rut and almost lift your feet off the pegs and go wide open through it as you went to, through the bottom of the hill and transitioned back to the climb. And it sucked. I hated that so much. And there was none of that on Saturday. So ruts in the corners, fine. The jump faces were perfect, but I thought not having all those ruts where guys had to literally break and then lift their feet off the pegs and accelerate through a rut at the bottom of a hill. Like there was none of that. I, I was so excited to see that because I know how well, much that sucks to ride through. That one, the one pass that Ferrandis made, he cut across the cut across literally four ruts and went straight to the inside. And you know, you couldn't do, you couldn't have done that in the old days of, of, of many days at red at high point. You know what I mean? So it was cool to see. Yeah. And, and, and you and could see, look at Kenny, look how much Kenny was moving around in that battle with rocks and Ferrandis and, AC. He was moving around everywhere, and it was great. It, w- it was awesome. Yeah. So, you could you could really see how uh, aggressive they could be too. Like it, it didn't look like they were scared of the track, and maybe scared isn't the right word, but they didn't have to be cautious. If that makes sense, like they could really get aggressive and attack the track. Where normally, I feel like high point, you have to kind of take what the track gives you, and you have to ride the ruts perfectly and be really precise i thought like this track you could be more aggressive than normal well let's see if they, let's wondered, see how it goes uh, for redbud I, I also wonder the the weather was and it ended up not raining and ended up being like 75 or something mm-hmm. it was like perfect weather uh so i wonder too you know we've seen some great battles say at thunder valley and uh, i've thrown every theory out there i'm like oh maybe the elevation slows the bikes down keeps everybody closer together and a lot of the riders are like no man when it's not hot you can just be more aggressive <laughs> Because you're not as tired. Right. So I think that might have helped, too. I don't know. It's some combination of all of it. Sexton had a good first moto going until he tipped over. Uh, bummer for him, for sure. Four or five on the day for Chase Sexton. Probably not stoked on his day. AP uh, rode really well the first moto. Came from 10th uh, up to 5th. Uh, as we mentioned, he went around uh, Eli and took off. And second moto, he got the whole shot. And I was like, well, he should not end up on the podium, right, at least here the way he's been riding but he went backwards i asked him about it he said he tried to fix one thing on the bike and they they made a hundred things worse <laughs> and he said he should have left it alone and, he, and then he laughed so yep sounds about right yeah, for i AP. interviewed him after two right. and he, he he thought once he had that whole shot it was on or right. you know close to all shot yeah. it was on and yep. uh, and then he was just bummed that it didn't rain <laughs> well i <laughs> i picked him in uh max fantasy because i'm like i hear the rain's coming somebody on twitter yep. sent me like a shot of a monsoon coming like that literally- was and I'm like, oh, here it comes. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, boy. So, I mean, without me watching practice or anything, I'm like assuming it's going to rain. So AP was on my team. Like, I'm just like, this guy's going to crush it today, the way he's been riding. So um, I hear he's going back to Yamaha, Weege. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, t- I'm tight with Blue Crew, as you know. And I hear they're going to wow. ma- I hear they're gonna, they're, they're either going to match this offer or, or make it better or something. So the saga of AP continues to twist. Well, we this is kind of not surprising. It's surprising only because I think the general assumption around was, hey, this is uh, he he's going to KTM. Like that was kind of the the narrative we had heard, right? Mm-hmm. However, we've also heard that if there's one team that will actually do the now we are matching, yeah, it's that's this team. That's what I had to laugh at, right? If there's one guy that does it, it's Bobby Reagan, who's just like, yeah, we'll match everything, you know, or whatever. Uh, um, so. 
Yeah. I do feel that I was always surprised. Look, obviously, Red Bull KTM is a premier team. Obviously. But I was always a little surprised because I feel like if you're Yamaha and you're doing everything you can to rebuild these 450 fortunes, you cannot, can, 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 cannot let this happen again. Because we know Plessinger's getting better, right? He's going to be really good next year. Whatever brand he's on it, he's going to be good. So you can't let him leave and then win his first Supercross on a KTM and everybody be like, ah, just like Cooper Webb. So, you know, and we've gone back and forth like, is Barsha that much better this year in the gas gas? It's not actually dramatic if you look at the results, but the narrative is that he's better. So I'm just like, if you're Yamaha, you cannot let him go. You have to keep him. Yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, can you imagine AP goes to K- KTM and like starts winning Supercrosses? Like, I was. Like, I'm. I'm most shocked because you know we we know Tomac's going there, and that was uh, it was a lot of money to get by Tomac as it should be. They also have Dylan Ferrandis, who gets paid a lot of money as he should. I assumed that the budget's gone. You know, they they gave Tomac a lot of money. Ferrandis was already getting a lot of money. So I'm I'm very surprised that there is more budget to retain Plessinger. That that's yeah. the most shocking to me. Like n- wanting to keep him, I understand, but I would have assumed that Tomac took that money. That was yeah. my my thought. Well, mm. yeah, we'll I see. Too. And we know for sure, like Ferrandis's deal is multi years, right? Like he's not even right. up, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Bobby Regan, I've asked him this a million times, and I always say, "How do you pay for this?" And he says, "We don't care about the money. We just want to win." It doesn't matter, but if you, you whether you care or not, you can not care, but you still have to have it. Has anybody, okay. has anybody heard an argument between Teddy Parks and Bobby Reagan? Has that ever happened? I'd like to be there for that. Um, Barsha, whole shot, second moto, uh, finishes six. Probably not stoked on that for the fifty-one. Uh, he had a, he had a he didn't have a great day. He no. kind of got shuffled quickly back like people were passing him at will which is not normal right you know he just couldn't do much about it him and marvin got into it in practice week yeah I, I wasn't there for that i only oh, saw the photos yeah. okay um and and some eyewitness accounts of yelling um <laughs> that's all i got Did you see barsha commented on it on instagram yeah, it's yeah, great. yeah, yeah. that's yeah, great said, looked like a lot of cross jumping which way to the me. track went looked um, like cross jumping oh. marvin muscan had speaking of marv a uh, quiet day for marv uh just eighth overall Savachi ninth, steady day for him. Cooper Webb, oh boy, maybe we need to f- take that panic button back up. Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> we put it well, away. Sir, so, Steve, you've been pretty consistent with this. He's gonna, he's gonna figure it out, right? Yeah. So, are mm-hmm. you, are you there still, or? Well, I see the. Well, I wasn't at high point, but he crashed in the second moto twice. I heard from somebody yeah, close to him. He did. Um, yep. So, I mean, I think it seems like the effort is there. The, yep. the the desire is there. He's he's got the fifth or fifth or fourth best starting position in the class. Okay. So like he's confident enough to like I want to get a start with these idiots and try to run with them. But yep. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I'm I, yeah. I'm, be, I'm being very. Uh, I, I'm not. It's not a loaded question. I'm just asking if you're if well, you're I think beginning he, to question that or are you still good. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. I think your whole thing about him not caring though. I, I just don't. I don't not. Well, I, I don't think it's that's not that I don't. I don't think it's that's not, that's true. Like I don't buy okay. that. Okay, I don't. It's not that I don't think he cares. I just don't think that it's do or die. Like I think he approaches Supercross. That's it. Like it, maybe it's just he cares less. Okay. Do I think he cares? Yes. I. I he ha, he's too proud and he he's too competitive to not care. I just don't know if he cares as much. That's all. And I could be wrong. Uh, it's just just a theory. Uh, 
Christian Craig was up there in Moto 1, went down. He said it affected the rest of his day. 11-10 for him. Dino had a good second moto ride, Weech. I don't think you noticed it probably, but he came from 25th or something all the way to 12th in the second moto. Good job, Dean Wilson. Second moto. Really good Yeah, job. yeah, yeah, because 12th looks like kind of where he's been finishing, but he rode good to, to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Cody Shock, another good day. Bogle, Anstey, Hartraft. Phil? Uh, Phil's 14th. He's, he's off suicide watch? No, oh, he's not. Okay. Uh, checked in with the team. Yep. They, uh, the, the, the 14th was good. Then they made some bike changes, and I think it was described as one step forward, three steps back. Oh, boy. And then Brandon Haas of the team said, just trying to keep his confidence up. And I'm like, are you trying to keep him positive? And he's like, well, we know we'll never be able to do that. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah realistic so he's goals. Ba- he's back. We need realistic right. goals. Yeah, yes, crash. He, he's back to suicide watch. T-Dags back. caught and passed him in Moto2, oh. which you have to know just infuriated him. Yep. You know, T-Dags out of a van on a gas gas, just whatever, you know? Yep, yep. Shout out to Chris Canning for getting his first points at a non-Southwick race since 2018. Didn't, has he not got points at Unadilla before? He has, but in 2018. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Okay, okay. Yeah, first time he's not gotten points at non-Southwick race. Canning, Chris Canning, NASC with Treadwell and Botton. Yeah, I talked to him a little bit. He, he said his goal was actually to race Loretta's because I didn't know KJ's racing Loretta's. He's bringing it back. Oh, it's wow. Gonna be, I think is Emig, Rhino, yeah. KJ. I don't even know, though. Like, can they all ride those classes? I don't know how it works, so who knows? I don't know what classes don't even, they ride. Yeah, I can't right. even keep up. Uh, we won't see Kiefer. Right. I know that. Right. But uh, he something – I can't remember why he didn't, and then he decided, ah, I'll just do a couple nationals instead. So, <laughs> Weege, good I thought job it, by I, you, Chris Canning. I thought the summer rod bell was happening in Moto1. I thought it was uh, the summer rod bell. Was it good? I don't even know. Yeah, he was like uh, 14th. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. That was last year's level, yeah. But then he started throwing up, oh. and then he went back out after he finished throwing up. Puke and rally. Second moto, 20th place, though. Got a point. Um, uh, um, hey, JT, during practice, did you see the onboard camera on Joey Savacci's bike? I did see it. Uh, that's about as much positive I can, as I can say. <laughs> okay, okay. Needs a little work. Well, this was not, this was not a successful venture. What happened? So they tried to put a live onboard in Savachi's number plate. Uh, I saw them. They were actually measuring the bike um, at Thunder Valley, and then one of the amateur day riders tested it out on Friday. Um, and then we went to it, and it was like just it, it was like an Atari video game, pixelated. <laughs> it was so terrible, Steve. It was yeah. So it was so bad. Did you text Weech, JT? I may have said a few things, okay, but yeah. I was not alone. I mean, the the social media presence was, was strong. It? <laughs> it was unfortunate. And then um, Joey decided not to run it. <clears throat> They're like, oh, he says it's a little bit heavy. And I was totally ready to, like, make fun of it. And then I actually held the plate, and it is, like, noticeable. It, it feels like it's a good, like... Oh, the plan was for the race, to run it in the race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, he said he could feel the weight. And I wanted to be like, oh, come on. And then they let me hold it. And I was like, oh, no, this actually is some weight. What? And then GL says he's like, there's some KTM guy talking about spending 100 grand on titanium. Yeah. And then you put a four-pound camera yeah, just behind the number brutal. plate. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that, that, those things are heavy for sure. So, yeah, um, better luck next time. I, hopefully they can do it because it would be awesome. The angle actually, <laughs> JT, the few times you could see it clearly for like two seconds, I think it actually would look good, the angle, I thought. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the concept. We I, just need yeah. to be better on the execution. I've seen some yeah. angles from the GoPro underneath the, vi underneath the chin bar that looks pretty good. No, we can't do that? You know what I've heard guys say? Um, you know, the GoPro on the fender and all this stuff. They actually say the worst part is it sounds horrible, if that makes any sense. Mm, okay. Yeah, because uh, um, I don't think they even had sound with this Savachi cam. And by the way, I'm just letting all privateers out there know. GoPros are not banned. They are not banned. You just can't have them on the helmet. Um, I was talking to Scott Meshi, who's you know a, pop a privateer, runs a, a vlog. And his eyes lit up, and I'm like, no, dude, you just can't run it on a helmet. But, like, you can do the Hayden Deegan or the KTM Junior Supercross Challenge fender thing. That's totally fine. And he was in shock. So I'm just letting everybody know. They just can't have them on helmets anymore. But cameras are not banned. Can you walk around and hold it while you talk? No comment. Okay. Depends, um, depends on the price. Do you guys know Unbelievable. which rider in the 450 class has passed the most riders, thanks to my buddy uh, Clinton Fowler? Do you, do you have any idea which rider in this class has made the most positive changes through the first six motos? Mm. The most moves forward, yes. we're saying. Mm. Go ahead. Take a guess, JT. Uh, I am going to say it is Dean Wilson. Weech? How is this stat calculated? Well, uh, by the after the end of the first lap to the, to the finish. At the end of the first lap. Yep. All right, whole stat's bogus, so move on. Okay, all right. It's a, it's a bogus stat. Well, okay. How many guys did Sexton pass in the first lap of the second moto at Fox Raceway, Fox Raceway, Fox Raceway, and okay. people Okay, all right, fine. I, I don't know what to tell you. Do you want to know this or not? Go ahead. It's Alex Ray. What? Yeah. Now, I guess he's just been getting terrible starts, right? And, and he finishes like 20 to 25th. Or 21 to 25th every moto. No points so far this year. Wow. Yeah. A-Ray. Moving up. Good on you, A-Ray. Uh, shout out to Ricci Randanella from New Jersey. Don't know who that is, but... Ricci? R-I-C-C-I. Ricci. Huh. Interesting. Randella. Randanella, I should say. Weech? Has to be Italian, right? Does that... I mean, it still sounds like a Jersey name, even as odd yeah. as it is. That's what I was going to say. Italian. Sounds like a Jersey guy, Jersey Italian yep. name. So shout out to him. Um, all right. And Runkles. Good job, Runkles. 23rd. Corey Karsten. On RM, RM Army. Yep. Back he, to RM Army. I was very happy. It looks like he didn't qualify. He got in through uh, alternates. Yeah, I think um, 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 there's, there's Varese. Oh, this is terrible. Max Miller, I believe, got hurt. There's Varese, <laughs> and, then, and then somehow you I'm trying to think Miller. of, like, we have the Orange Brigade. No, I totally get riders. it. I totally get it, but it, I would have done the same thing. But that is, yeah, that is odd that you went there. Yeah, I feel bad for right. Max Miller, who I do know, but I was just slipping my mind. Do you know who passed the most riders, thanks to Clinton Fowler, uh, overall at High Point, at just High Point, in the 450 class? Brandon Hartraft. Oh. Yeah. Jersey zone. Jersey zone. Um, all right. So, moving on. I talked to Hartraft. I did not know that Hartraft's dad, we put on the show, was a sprint car racer. Okay. Uh, so I asked Hartraft about it, and he really didn't know what to say or how to explain it and couldn't really find the words. He's like, I don't know. It's stock cars or something. I don't really know what to say. And I'm like, that's the appropriate response <laughs> from Hartraft. Uh, I said, is it just with Anstey and Seven Deuce Deuce and your team, there's just no room to be able to talk? Like, you just need a guy who doesn't talk? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's probably a good point. 
Uh, thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for making this podcast happen. Flyracing.com, motorsport.com as well. Uh, free shipping on anything over $79. Motorsport.com, uh, Phil Nicoletti. If you tune in Monday nights, there's the motorsport.com call in for Phil Nicoletti, and he will be doing it tomorrow night as well. Are so, you sure? Hey, uh, speak it, speaking of Fly Racing, I just want to throw a little tidbit in there. The story that you're saying about uh, somebody at KTM like looking at $100,000 of magnesium and titanium, and then they want to put a you know, three pound camera on the bike. Yeah. The, we sell this pant called the white pant and it's probably the whitest pant on the market. I don't, I can't, I can't tell you for sure, but it's gotta be right there. If not the whitest one, it's under a pound. This pant weighs the impetus for that entire project in 2010, 2011 was a Honda engineer asking if we could make a pant that didn't weigh the same amount as a boat anchor because they were spending an insane amount of money on Trey Kennard's bike and Andrew Short's bike. And then in his words, this is the heaviest pant I've ever felt. So it was a request at first to make something lighter because they were, we were just completely eradicating their budget. That guy sounds like a jerk. Well, he was, he was accurate. I wore these pants. They were brutally heavy. So uh, it's just, it's just funny. I don't think many people know that, but that whole concept came from that very thing is like Honda's like, Guys, are you guys serious with these pants? Like, how heavy are you going to make these things? How much plastic are you going to put on these pants? We're trying to save weight here. Well, so. the next time Shorty or Kennard pushed their Honda off, you could have been like, are you serious with this bike right here? Are you serious? We spend, we give Trey Kennard $200,000 a year, and your bike just broke. Are you serious? I I think it's a positive. It, look where yeah, it got us. I think he's a jerk. Yeah. If that's how it went down, he's a jerk. <laughs> I don't think he was being a, like, I think he was more of making us aware okay. that there was an opportunity. Well, he could have done it a nicer way. I wasn't in the conversation, Steve, so maybe he was nicer about it okay. than, than I'm saying. Thanks Talk more about the heavy backpack. Just <laughs> yeah, right. we, we, we know. know. We know. Heavy. We, we know. Thank you. I'm sure there are other brands that have great Thank you to Motorsport. Products. Thank you to Cobolinx. It's been over 25 years since Cobolinx lowered the first bike. Based in Boise, Idaho, they have links from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha, used by trail riders, motocross racers, and adventure tours. If you're shorter in stature, uh, if you're a chick has a bike that she can't quite reach the the uh, ground with, or um, you want to have a little bit more control, you want to have improved cornering, you want to gain some confidence, get a Cobolink for your bike, 15% off any link, and free U.S. shipping by using the code PulpMX, Cobolinks.com. Thanks to Renthal and Maxis as well for coming on board. Thank you to Arma. Adam Cien Cirillo ripping the first moto win with his Arma Energy, whether it's Hydrate, which is brand new, uh, whether it's Blitz, or whether it's the Fire. Uh, please check out Arma if you want. Pulpamex 20 is the code to save with Arma, and uh, a lot of athletes are using them. The great Jeremy McGrath does as well. And uh, so Arma.com to learn more and check out their Hydrate. And it's a little more healthier for you than the Blitz. The Blitz has a little more calories, a little more sugar in the Blitz, but the Hydrate gets rid of all of that. And um, I've been using it all on my mountain bike rides daily. And uh, so thanks to Arma, Pulp Mex 20 is the code to save with those guys. Weege? We have Onyx Off-Road. Now, I've been talking about this on this show for a while, and at one point I was saying 400,000-plus miles of off-road trails. Well, that was then. We're now up to 550,000 miles of off-road trails. So we keep adding. So if you're an avid mountain biker like yourself and you got some Blitz Arma, here's some places you can ride. So keep all your tracks, trails, campsites, and markups in one app. Mark it down. You don't even have to have GPS service. You can save the things in advance. Start your free trial today. Just uh, go to onxmaps.com or onx offroad in the App Store. It will change your life. Weege, you've ridden where I, you've mountain biked with me out there. Onx yep. Maps would be helpful. 
Yeah, I literally don't understand. There's a huge difference between riding in the East and riding in the West. I don't know how you understand where to go. I don't get it at all. How do you know where to go? But you don't know how to barbecue a hamburger. So, Well, I'm just saying where I ride, it's like there's a trail between these trees, and you cannot venture beyond that because there is no trail. Right. I don't know how the hell you know where to go yeah. in the desert. It's all the same. On X Maps. They keep yep. me alive. Yes. All right. Thanks to those companies for coming on board. And uh, 250 class from High Point. Jalik Swole, just one week after coming on Pulp MX Show, oh. calling me out for uh, an, seeing a message on Instagram and not replying and saying we got beef and me saying, wow, look, you really did something outdoors. Uh, so I'm impressed now. I basically rode off his supercross finishes uh, because it's half the competition and he's on a factory bike. But his outdoor finishes, I'm like, those that was legit at Thunder Valley. Well, one, two, or one, three, I should say, for the overall. Great job, Jalik Swole, JT. We may actually have something here with Jaleek Swall. Man, I, I was surpri- as surprised as anyone. I, I did not see that coming, and I just, I just have to take my hat off to him that he overperformed of what I thought he was capable of. So, uh, great he, job to him. He has already right. surpassed the long list of KTM slash Husky slash Gus Gas amateurs that have done nothing. Yeah, I'm not in. Uh, like, I'll, I'll let you keep that take. I know that's where you want to stay. Um, but I, I was as surprised as anyone. I had no idea that he. I didn't think. I, if I'm being completely honest, I never. I didn't ever see him winning in this class. I didn't. And so I will just take the L on that one. Uh, what a day! Unbelievable. Now he would not have won the overall had uh, R.J. Hampshire's chain stayed. Did the chain break or fall off, Weege? Did you get to the bottom of that? No, I don't. Okay. I, I got no more information than you guys. A all chain. Right. That's all I heard. Yeah, the chain. So, um, you know, we got a bit of a break with that because RJ was, what, eight seconds ahead, nine seconds ahead, uh, something like that late in the race. But, hey, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it, it nothing matter. you can do about that. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, winning the overall, I don't think that's a hot take, by the way, JT, saying he's surpassing these other amateurs that KTM has struggled to no, no, I'm, put I'm out. That's you, what I said. You, the ama- you on the amateur side. You, like, that's your – you well, live – in that amateur I don't, world? No, like, I do I'm, not live in the amateur world. I live in the pro no, world. you taking shots at the amateurs is what I'm saying. I do like, live in that world, yes. Yes, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, let you, you live there and take that. I'll stay away from it. Well, it's, um, we, I, I still okay. think I still think that I was more pessimistic. Like, I never thought he was going to win. So, I, I'm, I'm uh, there. Like, I'll be honest about that. Second in the Supercross this year. Now he's got an outdoor national win, Weege. It's great. It is great, obviously, and he rode great. Uh, yes, I mean, yes, Hampshire had problems in the first moto, but, I mean, he, you could just watch him. He was going fast. All of a sudden, you see him battling Jet Lawrence or Cooper. Whether they beat him in the moto or not, he's, like, suddenly on their pace. Which by we by the way, so, JT, yeah. I'm sorry. We, we don't, by the way, uh, 100% chance I just thought the timing screwed up when RJ was dropping down the timing score. Oh, really? You did? Yeah. I. Yes, yes. I'm just like, oh, look, at the guys have screwed up the timing again. Oh, hey, look at this. So. I knew it was going to go sideways because I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that fly racing is going to have – we're going to go one-two. It's not going to happen. There's just absolutely no way here. Um, uh, we did not pay Weege enough for something like this to happen. Right. Uh, uh. You need to think about that. Weege, go ahead. Um, sorry. Yeah. So it's two things. Yes, I, he rode awesome. Absolutely. And good for him. Absolutely. But, dude, there's no way. Like, I would never be able to say I saw this coming. We were pumped that he had a career best last week, and that was a sixth. Yeah. A sixth. Yeah. Like – Six to first, and not like it was muddy. Again, I know Hampshire's bike broke, but he was 
in the same speed range as Justin Cooper and Jet yeah, Lawrence. He's second overall if RJ's chain doesn't break. It's still a great day. Yes. Yeah, he still beats all these other dudes. Yes. Straight yeah. up. It was crazy how aggressive he was, too. He was going for it. Yeah. To try to yeah. pass these guys. Like Timmy. Like, confident, confident. like what Timmy I, used you to guys, do. Well, okay, okay. You guys, uh, I'll give you and we or you and GL credit because you guys made mention of that as like you could see the confidence in the second moto. Like there was no hesitation. There wasn't any. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can beat these guys or not. It was like no, get out of my way. I'm going to the front. Yes, and like hanging it out. Yeah, yeah. you would think in his situation, if he's in the lead, he would get passed by a guy who's beaten him a lot. And it would just be like, well, I'm going to try to hang on. No, no, there's no hanging on. He was like, I'm just going to try to pass you back. It that was, was great. Crazy. Good ride. Yeah. Good, good day for Jalik Swole. So are we, are yeah. we on to something? Is this a, a turning point or, are we, or was it just a good day? I sure put a whole lot more stock into a kid winning two, you know, a national with two 30-minute motos than I do some cheese ball 15-minute supercross with half the competition on a factory bike. Uh, all right. Yeah. You want to you have the floor here to talk about how he was, you know, Born and raised by Timmy, or, or to some degree. I'm not sure if that's factually accurate. Born and raised by Timmy. <laughs> I mean, he was, right? Like, like a wolf? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> born and raised by Timmy. Like, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, Jesus, uh, Weege. No, um, he's at Baker's factory now, you know? So. No, but I mean, he's Timmy's guy. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's what Oh, t- he was. Don't worry. Steve was peppering us with that info, even though he's not training there anymore. He was still peppering us. With I know. That. I just want to give you the floor and just and just claim it. Like this is Timmy's guy. Well, like, okay. How he, about he's practically Timmy's child? Red Dog took his ninety-five high point trophy that he uses to hold the door open <laughs> in his barn. This. He t- he brought it out of the barn, out of the shed last week, and did put it on social with Jalik saying you're gonna you're gonna get one of these or whatever. And you know, all of us are like ah, as if you know what I mean. And the guy actually got a high point, first place trophy. You know, 35, 30, 25 years after Timmy did. I mean, I feel like that's right up there with like any Hollywood movie. Right. You know, the coach giving the speech in the yeah. locker room. Right. I mean, that's what Timmy does. I mean, the part that he had to use it as a doorstop, and so he didn't really care. <laughs> you know that that kind of ruins everything. That won't make this movie. That won't make the Hollywood movie. In yeah. a Hollywood movie, the trophy will sit on his mantle, and he looks at it every day. Every day, he looks at that trophy and remembers. You know, and he t- he touches yes. it and everything. That that'll be in the movie. Reality is, is that it's a doorstop. The fact that Timmy uses it as a doorstop, yet does still know that it was from his first national win and what track, <laughs> right, what year right, it was right. in his career. That's so odd. Yes. In the in the movie that of this, uh, Timmy would look at that every way on his out on his way out the door to go work at the dealership with J Mart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And just think about you know what could have been right. And yep. in the movie, he went one one at high point instead of, of course, going two two <laughs> to two two. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, good job for Jalik, though. That's awesome. Good job. But I mean, again, yeah. like with the chain and RJ, what's like? W- w- come on, guys. And I don't know if you can like can you, you know this this team has had issues. Right? That's what and, I'm and saying. For any, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, there there have been some questionable things go on. Whether it's 250 or 450, that you're just like, man, there's a lot of things happening here. Guys have been injured because of this. Like, there's just been a lot. You know, the whole thing with Osborne last year, uh, Dino, at, Anderson, yeah, the, uh, everything. The line at Loretta's, right? The, like, yeah. there's been a lot yes. over the years. I don't know that you can put the chain on them, though. I don't know. It, it, to me, it's it's convenient. Like, it's easy to just say, "Yep, and there's another one." I don't. Uh, I don't know about a chain. I don't know, man. But poor RJ. 
absolutely dies at Lakewood coming down the hill. His fault, of course. And then uh, breaks a chain while leading this one. Had this one moto win the bag. Do you pay him the 5K if you're Rockstar Husky? It's got to be more than 5K to win a moto, right? No, it's 5K. Really? Yeah. That's a bummer. Uh, I, I think you you absolutely should. I, I know that the world doesn't work off of what you should or shouldn't do. Right. Um, but to me, uh, I think, especially you're in the middle of uh, contract negotiations with him, and I I don't know. I have no in, inside information, being completely honest, but I would be in the market for his services if I'm looking at the 250 landscape. He certainly can win, and there's not a lot of people in this class right now that can win. If you want to keep him, that, that seems like it would be a nice – Nice gesture. So, uh, DV, our buddy David Villeman, uh, Instagram, the worst rule, or one of the worst rules in the sport is the fact that your gate position goes off your first moto finish. Um, because now RJ screwed, right? 38th gate pick for moto two after almost winning. And we used to not do that for about five or six years, I think. We had the rule where you would gate where you would qualify, where, where you finished, or where you qualified, both motors. Right. Yep. How do you guys think? What do you, what do you think? Weech? You know, I've never actually thought about this, but now that you bring it up, I do think it's better to go off a qualifying because the chances of a really good guy randomly having a bad qualifying time because of bad luck. Max Volan had the same exact thing happen in the first race, right? Like, it was completely and totally not his fault. We rarely see a guy of like... The guys like RJ never qualify 36th. Like, they don't. Right. So I kind of feel like qualifying is a little more realistic and fair way to determine gate pick than a moto where you have 30 minutes where something can go wrong. So I See, actually I, never thought about this, but I think it, I would not, I would change it back. That's what I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to paint the other side of the picture here. Uh, for me, my own personal experience, I was not good at the one lap, just, you know, ride way over your head stuff. I needed those 30 minutes to kind of sort things out. So the first moto, my gate pick would usually be crap. And then the second moto, it would be pretty good. So I, I kind of relied on my moto finish to get my gate pick better for the second moto, where if I went off qualifying, I'd have two crappy gate picks. So um, I think the guy, I'm not saying either one's right. right but I think the part of, point, part, of yeah. them, part of them being upset was like literally Southwick, where the first practice uh, yeah. was super smooth. Yep. And then, you know, yep. you had these dudes qualifying in the top ten. And then, you know, the factory guys were pushed back. And, but why, I think they were complaining, but why would you – that was one track that you can surely address, right? Um, but I think the GPs work it where you get your, your same spot all day. It's qualifying. It's yeah. all qualifying. Yeah. Right. So, um, I don't know. That's just something DV brought up that thought I'd ask you guys. So, I think, there's, I think there's two sides. I think there's two sides to it. So, we got, we got the Jet who, you know – He wants qualifying. Sorry, Weech. Oh. Uh, sorry, Steve. I he see. Wants, that's he that's wants DV's qualifying. take. So uh, we got the Jet who holds on the red plate, uh, adds to his lead. He's got uh, he's got all the sport of buzz. He's a generational talent, according to some uh, guys. He's um, got this donut thing going on where in the morning the first whatever gets free donuts f- wherever his booth is, and now he's red got the, yeah. now he's got this sign at High Point for the best sign gets a race jersey. Uh, it's it's Jet's world. We each we just live in it. Well, he's got some really smart people behind him. Obviously, Jit's a great personality in his own right, but he's got some people behind him that know how to play this game. So credit More to them. More checks. More checks on the way. So uh, many checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, those people actually do know my address. So this is perfect. <laughs> um, so, look, 
Jet plays the part well. I do not think that he came up with the idea for the donuts for the signs. Oh, I but, listen the donuts. I asked him about the donuts at Paula. Yeah, and he yeah. knew nothing about it. Yeah. And I actually had to kind of like get him out of it. Like I'm like, okay, clearly the kid doesn't know anything about it. I got I got to back yeah. back out of this. Yeah. But look, if you had done this for other riders, like he earns it with his personality. Like you can't even do these things for other riders. They'd be like, what? Why? No, I'm not making a sign for that guy. Like, you know, so it. He but is partially responsible the, for it by building the brand with his own personality that allows these things to come off of it. But uh, also credit, now part of the Jet Lawrence team, Jacob Hayes. Yeah, yeah, Jacob first Hayes. First day on the job. I'm not even sure if Hayes is retired. I mean, he raced the first two nationals. <laughs> he did. Um, by the, and also, too, uh, uh, the High Point is kind of famous for signs, so it was smart of them to know that yeah. and, and do that. Because, you know, High Point and signs go together, right? I mean, I don't remember... <laughs> Is there signs at other races? I mean, of course there is, but generally speaking, does High Point not have the most signs for some reason, right? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I mean, I'm Southwick very... used to be pretty big for signs, too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and maybe but... even Unadilla, like back in the day, remember the original open bikes sign that yeah, always be there? Yeah, true. Um, no, but you're right. High Point is one of the best, if not the best, for yeah. fan signs. So I mean, I can't choice. tell you how many times I saw Red Dog signs at, oh, yeah. at High Point. Yeah. Um, he kind of was Jet in his day. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, Weege. I okay. didn't want to say that, but thank okay. you. Thank you. Um, um, yes, yeah, so our buddy Jacob Hayes is like the assistant now to... Yeah. Uh, um, Mertz is uh, full-time counting money now. He's full-time counting money, and so he needs a guy I see. Yeah, to go to the oh. races. So. I, I kind of feel the same way sometimes. Um, so d- uh, d- does the I'm wet for Jet have three votes on this podcast call? Jet makes me wet. Jet, sorry, yes, Jet makes me wet. Jet <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just you know. I, I mean, mean, listen. That's what the, that was the sign. That, that was the sign. Yeah. Wait, that was an actual sign. Yeah. Of yes, course it was. Oh, what do you I mean? You made that up. You did, no. what? I'm like, man, JT. Are no, you? This see- was the sign. You didn't see that? No. I'm like, man, JT, coming in hot. No. No, I got. That's I'm finding. Just, I'm gonna find it right now. I don't know where it is. I mean, oh, I understand geez. it's risque and and it's. Aggressive, but I didn't. I didn't come up with this, so to speak. This uh, this was on Instagram. This was everywhere. Oh, okay. We were asking. TV crew was asking, like, "Hey, so how are you actually picking this thing?" And I'm like, "I got bad news for you guys. I know that Jet doesn't have a plan, like, of how they're picking the person." Uh, and uh, so they go over and ask him. And in typical Lawrence Brothers fashion, they're like, "Ask Hazy," and they're just like, "What?" Yeah, ask Hazy. Hazy's gonna handle it. So I had to help translate. I'm like, oh, you got to understand. With the Lawrences, there's a nickname for everybody. I'm assuming Hazy is Jacob Hayes, who has become an agent this weekend, and he will be in charge of the poster situation. Well, um, good day for Jet. Uh, 3-2. Generational talent, JT, just going 3-2 for second overall. I mean, it was a good day. It was. But if you had told me that Julie Swole would pass him and, and ride away from him, I wouldn't have believed you. So, yeah, I mean, it was a good day. I, I think uh, when you look at the points, positive day. That's all you can really ask for. But I, I don't think it was uh, anything really impressive, like to, you know, really push this narrative of like he's going to be James Stewart reincarnated. How about Hunter Lawrence crashes in the first lap of both motos and uh, basically last, and uh, he God, passes what a, passes forty dudes or whatever. Yep. What a missed opportunity for yep. him. Uh, I. I have these notes that I make and, and kind of review and I going into the morning, uh, it, my notes basically said 
this, you know, if, if he's going to make this a three-way championship fight today is a big opportunity. He, he's got to make the most of today. And then you see what, where he was and he just blew it, right? He had such an opportunity and, and let it slip through his fingers. Good ride though, to come up from that far for sure. But yeah, he has yeah, to, yeah, to no be kicking himself. Just, um, yeah. Justin Cooper, like I said, I think he had vision goggle issues in Moto One, right? He was rubbing them. He, he, the way he missed a couple of ruts coming down the hill, it seemed like he didn't kind of know what he was doing. Couldn't see maybe. Um, but 5-1, so that's good. Justin Cooper, 5-1. I thought that second moto was really impressive, like kind of a stamp. And he is, if you look over his career, he hasn't had many motos where he was unquestionably the best guy in that moto. That just hasn't happened for him very often. And I felt like, or I do feel like in this series, if he wants to be the champ and he wants to beat Jet Lawrence, he's got to establish that. He needs to let a you know a 17-year-old Jet Lawrence know that this is my series and I'm the best guy and, and this is my year, right? You're going to have plenty of years to come, but right now this year is mine. And I think going out and dominating motos the way he did, winning by over 10 seconds, th- that's how you do it. So whether or not he makes good on that, I don't know, but I think that's the recipe you need to do. When, when Jet's vulnerable, you need to s- step on his throat, for lack of a better term, and go out and dominate the moto. And he just really hasn't done that many times in his career. So it was, uh, yeah, it was. I think it was a step in the right direction for that. Weege, if Mertz's clients, Cooper Webb, Jet Lawrence, and Hunter Lawrence, are in a burning building, is he grabbing Jet first? Uh, he will never answer that question. What do you think? I don't know. It depends on how much money I got in this backpack here. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Colt Nichols, for, anything on Cooper, uh, Weege? I, I agree with uh, – I say this often. I agree with JT. That was – Honestly, one of the best rides you've ever seen from Cooper, and that was big. Uh, Colt Nichols fourth. Uh, got the whole shot in one of the motos. Good job for Colt Nichols. Um, yeah, second moto wasn't so good. Like, I thought, okay, right. he's turned the page. You give him good starts, and he's right in there with these guys. But then second moto, that didn't quite happen. He said he just – and I don't know, JT, you would know more about it than me, but a lot of the guys in the press conference saying, like, when you get a track like that, that's kind of, like, tighter and ruddier – you either have the flow, but if it goes away, it goes away fast. And a lot of guys seem to feel that way. Um, I mean, it's it's a tricky track to ride for sure. If you're yeah, not yep. if you're not feeling it, it's it, it can really uh, it can penalize you pretty severely if you're not riding well. That's for sure. You just don't want to stop yeah. and go. You're like you got to flow. You got to open your corners. You, you you you're never straight. You're just always moving up down angles. Well, yeah, and tremors. you're always at awkward angles, yeah. and it's a lot going on. Uh, Marshbanks ten four. This is a cool story. I mean, he, he you yes. know he tells me how I'm going to shitting on him, but uh, yeah. Anyways, I, I you know, yeah. It's impressive, like, dude. Plus, he's had horrible days at this track before. Yeah. And um, how about that? He 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 crashed two years in a row at High Point and missed missed the rest of the same year. Same spot. Then, yeah, and then he gets a career best fourth at the track. That's that's cool. Yeah. Yep. I know that team kind of bristles. You know, they don't they don't want to be looked at as a privateer team. Like they want to be looked at as a you know, oh, elite are, level. Are they team. one of those teams? Are they one of those guys? Well, I'll give them credit for this. I think they're just they're not they're not trying to use it as an excuse. Like they don't want to be like we don't have factory stuff and we're beating the factories. I think they're just like we don't, we're mm-hmm. not making an issue out of that. I think they think their bikes are good. Well, um, I did a podcast with Jamie Ellis from Twisted who does their yep. motors, and I did it. Yep. I did it based on what I've been seeing from Archbanks. And I had to call him up, and it'll be out this week. And oh, cool. Really, really cool guy. Really smart. Our, yep. pa- our paths crossed a lot, which I didn't even know, but he knew me, you know, because he was at Yamaha Troy when I was at there, when I, when I was at Yamaha. 
Um, and he talks about motor development and what they're doing to the club and, and everything else. So, yeah, stay tuned. So I don't know. How to, I mean, this is not a traditional privateer team. Like, this is obviously a good team. But I'm saying, is this one of the better performances, like fourth in a moto? And he was fifth in points coming in for a non-factory 250F team. Well, Mike Brown. Yeah. With our buddy FMIP. Points at one point. Yep. Uh, yep. Crushing it that year. Lampson in 2000. Remember Lammy? Works Connection. Yep. I think, he, I, think he tra- I think he tailed off at the end of the year. Lammy He's at 125, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to name yeah. some, some privateer yep. efforts here. That, yep. You know, yep. John Dowd, 450s, privateer effort, like out of a fun mover. I'm, I'm talking 250F, man. Okay, that's all a, right. To me, that's another level of ch- I'm just saying, I mean, I'm just trying to classify like how impressive right. this is. Like You do not see it very no. often. And I'm not saying their bikes are garbage compared to the factory bikes. They don't seem to think their bikes are a problem. But in general, we do not see this. Well, it's Blue Crew, so it helps a lot. Right off the right off the, right off the <laughs> probably game. no for Wait real. No, no for for real. No, it's a, I think it's valid. Yeah. I think having that platform to start with is a big deal. Man, I wonder if the, were there any other non-factory like fast Yamaha 250F guys that were supposed to race this year? Yeah, there was. Oh, yeah. I guess we'll never know. Well, that man is supposed to be coming back from Millville. What? Yeah, yeah. He's inhuman is what he's doing. He's cy- wow. cyborg. Wow. He's a cyborg, and he's coming back. And JT Don't can't train. wait, so JT can con- continue to shit on him when he comes back. I, I haven't said a word. But you're waiting until he comes back. I get it. <laughs> I'm not saying a word. Uh, yeah, good job for Marge Banks. Uh, Forkner was better than Lakewood. I guess you could. that should be the press release. Forkner, better than Lakewood. <laughs> right? A uh, 7-6. I mean... Yeah, that's fine. So, I mean, it's not fine, but it's fine, right? So it wasn't horrible, right? I mean, I, I right. kind of like if you, you know, you can't see me, but if you could, you, I would just be shrugging my shoulders, like, okay, yeah. Uh, not, I did not, not have Schmoda Schmoda beating him in the, you know, in the last two of the last three motos, but that's where we're at. And Shimoda's bike is still stuck somewhere <laughs> on the Mount Morris. Track. Good God, what was what was the issue there? Stuck in that the sprocket. Take the chain off of the other bike to I, get his yeah, bike out, I, but. I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand what could possibly why the chain would affect. Like I, I don't, I'm confused. But yeah. Do you think? Wow. Do you do you think Shimoda talked to the mechanic to talk to Mitch to tell him he couldn't get his bike out of the first turn? <laughs> um, Master Pool was good. Ty Master Pool, good job. You listened to his podcast. I did. Weech? I did. Yeah. Not, not, not known for talking. Not known for long answers. No. Everything was good. Everything was good. I, I, I really worked on hard on that one. Really yeah. w- worked into my uh, depths of my questions for Ty Masterpool. But good job. Seventh overall. It's awesome. Uh, one of my favorite moments of the weekend, I saw um, Ty's dad, Jerry, who I've known for a while. And I'm like, Jerry, you got to help me out, man, for fantasy. Like, are we good? Is the bike good? Because he's had some bike problems, <laughs> yeah. I think, right? He's yeah. Been fast, but bike problems. I'm like, is the bike good? And Jerry Masterpool. Not one to understand how fantasy works. Oh. I'm sure that shocks you. It's, it's <laughs> not surprising. No, it's not, not his wheelhouse. So his confusion over what the hell I was asking him was not leading to very forthcoming answers because I don't think he understood how it works. I'm like, let me just sum it up for you like this, Jerry. You're looking for a guy who had a bad result last week who should be good, but he had bike problems. So his, he's, he's not – the stats say he's not good, but he actually is. Does that make sense? And he's like, oh, so you're saying actually when people pick someone for a fantasy team, it's actually an insult because it means the guy's been doing bad. And I'm like, well, 
<laughs> Jesus. Not really, but kind no. of. Yes. Right, right. You're no. just, you're just, you, you know what, Weege? That's one of those things where you just need to move on. I know it's hard for you. I, I did eventually. Okay. I did. I'm like, I'm just going to pick him today. How about that? Right. And how he came through. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Dylan Schwartz. RM Army. JT jumped ship at the wrong time. <laughs> I, uh, Unbelievable. I ride you I ride, ride red, red now. now, but you jumped too early because Schwartz right now on the RMZ250. Doing a good yeah, job. That, Suzuki's really on a tear right now. Uh, there's really no comeback I can have for that. Good but, job for uh, Dylan Schwartz. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't crash there, you know, it looks even better. Yeah. Um, but he was riding very, very well. Yeah. Um, I, I'm wondering about this. This is awesome for RM Army. But are there just going to be the other brands, 250 teams, just lining up now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's check. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, uh, uh, Fry will go back. Okay. And <laughs> Schwartz will go up. Okay. And it'll be like a minor league, major league thing. Okay. Um, hey, Mumphy. Mumphy has been really good. No one is talking about Mumphy. Uh, working with Millsaps now. Uh, past 15 dudes in the first moto get up to 13th. And uh, second moto got the start finally and uh, got seventh. He got passed late. But good job for Carson Mumford, who's been doing a better job in motocross than he did in Supercross. Good he job. needed that ride really badly. Yeah. Good job, Mumphy. Um, Pierce Brown, Max Voland, Styles Roberts. What happened to uh, to Pierce? He went backwards at some point. Uh, I, I wasn't sure why or what was going on, but um, I don't know if it was fading or a bike issue, but he was up there, and then all of a sudden he was just like really going backwards. Robertson too, but I assume Robertson crashed. Yeah, I don't know what. He uh, Styles quickly. has all kinds of uh, health issues, so I always just assume something's wrong. Right. Max Voland, last place in the first moto, right? You went down the first turn? Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, second moto was pretty good yeah, though. Ninth? He was uh, he passed into sixth and then kind of got shuffled back towards the end, but not bad for right. sure. Um, what else, Weege? Uh, Caleb Russell. Oh yeah, that's right. Caleb Russell. Uh, you interviewed him on your uh, show, Weege, on Friday, I think. Um, yep. I watched yep. a little him bit of Ma- it. Him and Max. Yep. Right. Um. Yeah, he's back at Baker's Factory, which I didn't think he was planning on doing. Uh, so he's actually been riding with Webb. And uh, I, I guess he would have been riding with our buddy Zacho. That's unfortunate. Zacho's not riding. Um, yeah, it's tough on Caleb because, I mean, look, he's really rushing back. I think he was only supposed to be riding, like starting to ride at this point, And yep. he's already ridden a few weeks and he's racing. I just feel like there's so much pressure on him because, as I joked when I interviewed him, I'm like, you realize they're judging your entire series sport off-road racing in general by how you do. You, you personally. It's a referendum on like whether Stu Baylor can get a factory Honda ride or not. Yeah, like are these guys right. good on motorcycles? Right. We'll just judge Caleb. So, uh, I mean, I don't think he's 100%. And honestly, I'm, I'm going to even say it. Even if he is 100%, I, does anyone actually know, including he, himself, how he would do? He picked the wrong class to me. I, I told him that on Twitter months ago. He's yeah, too old, too, too smart to to work oh. in this class. You know what I mean? He needs he, his fitness is his, is his, is his main thing, and yeah. guys in four fifties aren't quite as mental, and they're bigger bikes. They wear you out a little bit more. His fitness is good, rougher tracks. We saw what he did at Unadilla. Obviously, that was mud enhanced. But to me, yeah. but I don't know what kind of choice he had. Right? Who knows? But to me, he picked the wrong class. Yeah, I thought I was agreeing with you, and I thought the team said, "Look, we have only one 250 guy. We can easily add a second one. Right. You don't have a choice." 
But I learned some stuff talking to him this weekend. I think he's literally just like waiting for one of these things to be a hellacious mud race, which <laughs> could have happened at a high point. Right. And he literally told me, I think he looks at it like this. If there's an unbelievable mud race, do I have a better chance of winning a moto or podium against these 250 guys or those 450 guys? Is, and is, I think that's totally the play. Is Betts lining up, Chris Betts? <laughs> for mud practice. Yeah, for mud. Yep. Right. So I, I literally think that's – he said he wanted to do it, and I'm like, I was surprised by that. And he's like, but look at how many good guys there are in a 450 that's, class. If it's muddy, I don't think I can beat those guys. I think that's a ridiculous thing to do, but whatever. He's fine to do whatever he I, I know, because what are the – we see – JT and I argue every week. There might not be a hellacious right. uh, mud race. I think, um, if you're, I think if your only play is the podium, then I think you made the right call. But I think – that uh, I don't know, man, because the I feel that the 450 class is deeper than it's been in a very long time. So yeah. if you're looking at it that way, maybe you know, yeah. maybe he's looking at the 250 class has a lot of injuries. There's not, you know, guys are out. Uh, I think you know the biggest variable in all of this was just the injury, right? It, it really threw everything awry. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe he'll just get better and better from here. Hey, I'm gonna go to uh, Cape Canaveral and I'm gonna wait outside NASA's headquarters. And if enough space shuttles crash, they'll grab me and I'll be an astronaut. That's the that's what this is. I mean, Blood race. I mean, I'm stretching it a little bit. Okay, but, but I mean, come <laughs> a on, tiny like, bit. maybe just, just a, a tiny just bit. A, just a small leap. I had a tough time following that one. But I'm saying, yeah. like, like that's just I don't know. Like, I get it. Yes, in a hellacious mutter, he would have a better chance on the 250. Yes. Okay. So, what are we talking here? Like, I mean, you're going to throw away 20 motos in hopes of two of them. Well, I don't think the mutters? plan. I don't think the don't plan know. was to be twenty second in the two fifty class. Either. No, 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 no. This weekend, yeah. I'm giving him a total. I, I yeah. think he's a ten to fifteen guy. You know, once he gets up to speed, but I think he'd be he could be even better in four fifties. So I don't know. We are kind of looking at a, an imbalance. I feel talent wise in the two classes that you don't normally see. You know, this two fifty class to me is still kind of in a rebuild. Um, yeah, it's you not mentioned, as deep you, as you it mentioned once that was. twenty times in the broadcast. We got it. Uh, yeah. I know. It's 250 class. The, we have not seen, to me, the 450 class have this many good guys in a long time, and I feel like the 250 class is the opposite. So I agree. Just by, yeah. That was part of my point, too. I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. You're yep. right. No, yeah. Um, yep. Grant Harlan, 20th, first race after a while. Hawaii zone. Grant Harlan. Yeah. Long trip for him from the island, from the big island. Organ donor. Yeah. <laughs> Long trip from the big island, and then I guess he's going to practice all week back in Maui and then come back <laughs> for, uh, for for Red Bud. Um Oh, Jake, uh, no, hey, Weech, Max Miller got 25th in 250 class. Look, my source is Barry Karsten. <laughs> okay. No, okay. I get it. I understand now. It is. It all makes sense. My bad. He said Miller got hurt. Yes, Henry Miller. Henry oh, Miller. Oh, yeah. I here in right. practice. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I was curious Henry on Miller. that too because I thought yeah. Corey rode the 450 class, so I was I was staying out of it because I wasn't sure. But and I thought this had something to do with Barry's pick, fixing an RV somewhere in there. Oh, please, everyone! Another plug for all my things here. Go go watch the Weed Show post show, not the best post race show, but the Weed Show that's already up on YouTube. And w- look at Barry's glorious RV. That thing is. The- Amazing. Is the bottom line show still there where you went and talked to Barry and you got a T-shirt with number one on it, Barry riding with a number one? Is that? I don't know. Somewhere on YouTube. I have the files. You probably do too, but is it on YouTube? I Can we put the rest of them on YouTube if you have them? Some of our best work. Oh, they were great. Where you were faking, like being excited. <laughs> you were just faking. faking. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
You weren't faking. faking. But we, we, you had never met Barry at this point. How dare you? No, no, it really is some of our best work. We got to find it. We got to put it on YouTube if it's not already there. Uh, I mean, I have a bunch of them on my YouTube channel, Pulp Mex YouTube channel, but, oh, okay. I, but I, don't, I only have like less than half, I bet. You don't have that one. I don't think I have that one, no, where Weege meets Barry. Yeah, now Barry and I are good. That, we've right. come a long way since then. Well, and, um, has he been at Stu's lately? <laughs> showing him. Yeah. Showing him the way. Right. Yeah. So I see Barry. He's pulling out. They had to go because Barry was racing Pagoda MX the next day. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. Is Jace Kessler related to Mickey? <sighs> Unfortunately, no. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And, and, oh, you yes. assumed that. I did. I did. And Jace running 800? Bold. Oh. Bold by Jace. So. Yes. Um, all right. Anything else 250-wise? Uh, Jack Chambers was causing quite a fantasy uh, buzz. I don't know anything about Jack Chambers. Um, either one of you do? He's on the uh, Buca de Pepo team. Oh, that's he rides with uh He rides with the Lawrence Webb. That oh. Whole oh, he's in the – he's with yeah. – um, who's the other guy, the, the taller kid that rides there? Geisler. Supercross. Geisler. 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 Yeah. Geisler. Yep. Geisler. Geisler. Yeah. Geisler is the team owner's son, and then the Buca de Pepo son. Wait, that was. Wait. Somehow Timmy's involved in all this at one point. The Buca de Pepo CEO's son was Timmy. Is Timmy's guy? He rode for Rock River for a little bit. Yes, but this year they were on the Rides Unlimited KTM. Schultz. Schultz. I was like Schultz. That's it. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Get well soon to Max Miller. Okay. Get well soon. (laughs) (laughs) So Jack Chambers is an amateur kid riding at Compound 83. And that's why everyone was buzzing about him because he qualified ninth. Oh, okay. Ninth. Always in the other qualifier, the other practice. Yes. Yes. Eh, It's tough tough to judge. Hey, you see that uh, the German, Dominique Thury, raced outdoors. 2020. Yeah, we were wondering if he's filling in for Joey Crown or not. You have to wonder, because they planned on Crown being here. Yeah. Crown wasn't ready, and then all of a sudden they announced that Thury's racing, right. and he did all right. Yeah. yeah good job. Both motos. Yep. I'll yep. never forgive him for Orlando, ever. Oh, ever. Not making the main? Ever. <laughs> okay. um, wasn't great. Uh, Rami <laughs> Alves, also shout out to Rami Alves. Speaking of fantasy, I picked him for the first time maybe ever, and just a 16-15 day for 94 Pulp Mix fantasy points. Good job, Rami Alves. Yeah, same here. I listened to your show. I went for it, too. Um, good. All right. Well, week off again. We're supposed to have Southwick, but we got a week off, and then we got four in a row: Redbud, Southwick, Millville, Washougal. So, you backed you back, Steve. Oh, I'm back at Redbud. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Um, I'm very I'm v interested in Eli Tomac at Redbud. <laughs> I got to see what happens here. True. True. Um. All right. Anything else, boys? Hi, Jeremy point. Martin. We good? Get well soon to Jeremy. We didn't even mention. Zacho, they're gone. Okay, so Jamar broke some fingers? Yeah, so I guess he was going to ride yeah. with the injury. He's riding either Wednesday or Thursday. Hand slipped off, and then he said he feels he's got broken fingers, and it's like being stabbed in the hand with a knife. Um, but he might be back. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe with Alex. Maybe Red or Millville. Just, can, we just, can we just throw the towel? Yeah. Just, just like, somebody throw d- on the damn Do towel. what Duke did, didn't do versus Apollo <laughs> and throw the towel in. <laughs> throw the damn towel. Throw the damn towel. But, 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 but J-Mart says he needs a ride. He's mentioned that in four interviews I saw. Oh, okay. Needs a ride. I told he's Jeremy, gonna, I'm like, you're the only person. Like a, 
who thinks 2021 was worse than 2020. Yeah, really, right? He's going to end up with uh, Anakin Skywalker's arm. He's not careful. You know what? He's got the dealership to fall back on. So he's fine. <laughs> he's totally fine. Yes, he can buy that dealership with cash tomorrow from his couch cushions, <laughs> but he's got the dealership to fall back on. Uh, yeah, and Zacho, which we – I mean, we're in a group text with Zacho. I really admire Zacho's um, – you know, attempt to dodge and dive at all times with us. But I just want to point out that I called this a long time ago. I'm just back. like, I'm just like, he, he's not going to make it. He, you, you, just with back injuries, man, everybody knows. You just tweak one thing and that's it. And then you keep, then you rest it and then you come back and you tweak it again. If they know the problem and they can address it and Supercross, as we know, is more important for Zacho. Uh, RIP to Zach's number one uh, title defense. But yeah. Pull out and get healthy for Supercross. That's just a smart thing to do. And Zach's a smart guy. So it sucks, though. At least it went better than Dean Wilson's title defense. Yeah. Which was one moto, I believe. So. I mean, you just got to tell yourself that. I mean, you got to give it a shot, and then you got to tell yourself, yeah. I think I'm good, you know? No, no. Yeah, I, I, I agree with giving it a shot, you know what I mean, as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah. you have to try because maybe things, maybe things work out. But I'm not – color me not surprised that uh, – it didn't work out for Zacco. So, fly racing. Yeah, I was worried about both him and Martin for the same reason. I'm like, these injuries not giving out over the course of four months is just slim to none. I didn't think it happened this quick, but here we are. Yeah, I think it's tougher. I agree with you, Steve, in theory, but man, think about all of the outside pressures that are basically telling you, please race, please, please get out there with an number one plate. Oh, so fly pushing them, pressuring them no. heavily. Sounds like nope. So no, we made you lightweight gear. Yeah, yeah, we made you gear that's not a boat anchor because yeah. the Honda engineer was a jerk to us <laughs> 15 years ago. You get out and you ride with this gear, Zacho. <laughs> but think about Rockstar. Think about Husqvarna. and think about these people that want that number one plate. Like it's, yeah. you know, if he can ride, I understand. I get it. Maybe it wasn't in the best interest of the overall picture. I can understand your opinion, but man, there's got to be a lot of a lot of pressures saying if you can do it, please. Oh do well, it. no, I, no. I just said if you you have to try. I get that, yeah. but as soon as you have something go sideways, that's it. The, yeah. Pull the pin. And, and but JT, forget about that guy. You have Julie Swole. Osborne's yesterday's uh, I, news. Trust me, we are never. Listen, we lived through the Trey Kennard saga, and there was zero pressure from our side. Uh, so it it can't be tougher than Trey's injuries, like on him and everybody. I mean, that was. That was about as tough as it gets on everybody, and I'm sure you know Trey lays in bed at night every every night thinking, "Man, I did. I wish I got to race more because he just kept getting hurt." So uh, I don't. I don't think it's it's certainly not us, but I mean everybody involved wanted to okay. with the number one plate. Yeah, but but shove him aside because you got Jalik Swole. I you can yep. keep saying that, but I I want nothing to do with screw these, these comments. Or Zach saying. Osborne, there's a new winner on the scene. Right, Weege? Are you going to stay in Jalique Swole's motorhome? <laughs> yeah, that's that's another – maybe that's part of my anger. I'm working on AC, so we're, we're moving on up uh, to a new motorhome, maybe. All right. Is someone is someone cutting hair in the background? Weege? I am not. That is did it, sound like Edward Scissor's hand. Is it this? This right hands. here? Right here? Yeah, it's that. Ah, that's my pen. Sorry. My bad. All right. Unacceptable. Fly Racing Racer X Podcast presented by the folks at motorsport.com, Maxis Tires, Renthal, and Coba Links, and Arma, uh, Arma and Onyx Maps as well. Please subscribe to Racer X Magazine. We'd appreciate it. Um, and that's that's it, folks. That's uh, that's a wrap, unless you, have, you two have anything else to say about High Point. I'm good. See you.
Ba. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, hey,